What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. I am your host, Omega Z, a.k.a. Ken Cardez, editor-in-chief of the Decor written content portion over at DigitalAreaEntertainment.com. That's our website where you can find all of our social media links, podcast information between ourselves, as well as Dekai, our sister podcast, all about the animes and the animus and the waifus. Uh, I apologize in advance for uh, any background noise content. Uh, the stream room is incredibly hot today. It's 40 <laughs> degrees today. And they don't turn off the heat. They can't turn off the heat because it doesn't hit the threshold of 55 degrees. I know. And it's really hot. So we kind of left the door open. So you'll probably hear some background chatter as we record. I can clean it out. I'm sure we can. But uh, just giving you guys a heads up uh, as we go into our general gamut of... Mostly gaming news today, not much happening in the world of esports. The Omnicron COVID crisis still continues to impact live events um, as things keep getting shuffled around in terms of dates and tournaments and things like that. Uh, I mean, some places locally are still trying to do things. Yeah. Uh, we're here at the Waypoint Cafe, located at 65 Ludlow. We're mostly doing uh, online, I think, is what the Some the right now, some things are going to be online. Uh, we will be bringing back locals sometime this month as we watch the numbers drop. Mm-hmm. So, that works. Uh, what is up, buddy? Welcome to the stream. Um, so, yeah, uh, as you can tell, the gaming industry has been acquisition crazy. What was the news? Does someone acquire Ubisoft? I don't know if anybody wants Ubisoft, uh, but we'll get it. I want Prince of Persia. I do too. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Get vaccinated so you can play more IRL games. Uh, But before we get into uh, a lot of the news, we got a lot to cover. Uh, Some two major big things uh, this week. Uh, but of course, we'd always like to start the show with catching you guys up what we've been playing. And I'm sure that there's, this week has been uh, quite the gamut of releases. <laughs> Gino, what have you been playing? Between retro games, I'll I'll skip the retro game stuff for now. Um, Pokemon. You've been playing the uh, Legends Arceus. Arceus? Yeah. Um, Tell us about Pokemon Legends Arceus. I really like the game. Mechanically wise, it is settled it's set and mm-hmm. i think it's it's perfect like in terms of mechanics the game should not been have been a end of january release though mm-hmm. it's a month off from diamond and pearl mm-hmm. which is okay yeah that's whatever mm-hmm. it should have come out around e3 time mm-hmm. in my opinion and the reason why is because just it just needed more time in the oven for graphics mm-hmm. And that that's really my major complaint. Also, that Paris is a really, really aggressive, <laughs> like overly uh, aggressive. That that worries me. I've been watching a lot of streams of the game because like, I was like, do I want to pick up Pokemon? Because I generally don't always like like the true main the old story, the old way that they did it. Yeah, yeah I kind of like a lot of the off street games. So, you know, uh, I skipped Snap, though, just because like it didn't really like I was like, eh, it looks the same as the regular Snap, just yeah. high res. But uh, just yeah. also it just looked better. Like the, yeah. that game looks great. Um, So like. I was like, I don't want to pick it up. And besides, there's so many other releases that have my attention this month, plus Kirby's next month. And I'm just like, I'd rather get Kirby, Kirby. for my Switch. And then this month, there's Elden Ring. Yeah. Destiny uh, 2. Destiny 2, which we'll be streaming on December Dying 22nd, Light provided my queue doesn't take forever. So we're going to talk about Dying Light 2. 2. That drops this week. Or if you're like me, you already got it. <laughs> I want to get that game, but don't. the issue is... No. I'm going to get into it because I'm going to talk about the games I'm playing. But the thing with, I I like how Arceus looks in terms of like the art style. The art style style is perfectly fine. It's just they needed to to just clean up the rough edges. That's it. And I know this is probably just the Pokemon company just trying to push something out as quickly as possible. I feel like this game was an experiment. No, 100% was an experiment. I feel like this was like, hey, let's all the experiment from Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Moon, Sword and Shield, and then added it to this. Yeah. So I think like the next pseudo open world game that they make will probably be like the the better one. Yeah. So to speak, if they get that far, like I just like at this point, it's not even Game Freak. I just really think like the Pokemon company wants to push out new games as quickly as possible. And I don't think Pokemon should be a yearly release. No, it definitely shouldn't. It should at least be every three years, I think. Two minimum, I think. Two. Yeah. 
Yeah. Unless they're doing it, I'm saying three for like the new formula. If this is going to be the new formula, right? Uh, I think that paying for there are certain mechanics. I'm just like, yeah, this feels very dated. Paying for expansions because mm-hmm. they just got more expensive, and I'm just like, this is kind of pricey. And they only unlock one, and I'm at a time, and the price goes up each time. And I'm just like, that's a really old system for like unlimited backspace. <laughs> it's annoying, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, Pokemon's not Madden or COD. Also, give me a Pokemon Stadium. I want a Pokemon Stadium for the Switch. Yeah. Give me Gale of, Give me a remake of Gale of Darkness. I, I like it. Those are two games that I really enjoy. Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon Gale of Darkness. Yeah. Like, I think to, for me, you know, those were the pinnacle of like... The pinnacle game for me is Pokemon... Um, it's on the 3DS. It's the... Uh, Mystery Romance Dungeon? of the Three Kingdoms. <laughs> Pokemon Conquest. <laughs> yeah, that gets... <laughs> Give me that Pokemon in War. <laughs> like, I actually like Pokemon Unite. It's basically my first MOBA, but, you know, it's something about it's fun, and, and, and it's... It's basic MOBA with Pokemon skin. Yeah. So, I just hate that it's very much... Uh, you either grind it out or you pay to win. Ten, that's Tencent for you. <laughs> Which sucks. I hate when games are like that. Yeah. It's kind of what's like I like I don't even like go that hard on Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel that much just because I'm just like I'm good with my deck and I'm just like Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going hard for Kamigawa if they're including the new skins <laughs> for all the cards. Just like, ah, uh, you got me. You got the filthy weave in me. The secret layer packs. The secret law. <laughs> the last secret layer I actually bought was the Godzilla one. Just because it was Godzilla. Yeah, but those lands are awesome. Those lands are awesome, the cards are awesome. Yeah. Everything about that set was awesome. Now I'm looking at this and like, if you're gonna do Miku, I'm like, you're gonna kill me. <laughs> Waiting for Hazro to be like, here's the secret layer. It has Miku, his Domo Kun. It's all the Vocaloids. All the Vocaloids, and here's some mascots. And I'm like, you doing Kumamon? Oh no, <laughs> that would be terrible. God. Uh, so I, I uh, anything else besides Pokemon or uh, Pokemon and retro games mostly. What retro games have you been playing? Uh, recently, I've gotten into older PC Engine stuff, like the Amigas and stuff like that. So okay, these are ba- very basic games like Pong and stuff like that. But I'm also rooting around in old systems where computers used to be terminals. Oh my and god! And that was the computer. Yes, and that, that was just it. Like you bought a whole computer, came with its own DOS programming and everything. <laughs> Damn. There's this Polish one I'm messing around with that basically just has knockoffs of Tetris and everything. It's great. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, I That's strip Tetris. <laughs> so as you as you clear levels, you unlock a like you unlock a quarter of a of a, of a picture in the top corner. Of course. <laughs> uh I've been on a severe lack of sleep this week because I've been trying to play too many games. Uh so first and foremost, I played through both games of the Uncharted Legacy collection, which is uh, Uncharted 4 and I Uncharted Legacy. I wanted that, and then I kind of was like, I really wish that it was all the games. I kind of do too. PS5. So I kind of do too, but because they saw that I already purchased it, like I didn't, I don't, I was like, I was worried that I would have to use the disc copy of my PlayStation 4 version. Right. But then I forgot that because I got the DLC and I paid for the season pass when Legacy dropped, mm-hmm. I automatically qualified for the $10 the upgrade. upgrade. Okay, yeah. So I got it digitally. I was like, that's oh, 10 bucks, like 10 bucks, two games. You can't go wrong. Uh, so I played through that. Uh, wonderfully done remaster, by the way. Um, the whole full like playing it. I, I'm glad I bought my 4K <laughs> TV because like now, now you see what I mean. <laughs> now you see what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. So like Uncharted, the remaster like looks phenomenally better than the regular Uncharted Four. Is God of War have a PS Five port? So it has. It's part of the PlayStation Collection. Uh, it only has the sixty FPS update. It doesn't support true four K, which is why I'm hoping they do an update for it so that it's close to what the PC port is. Yeah, because I kind of want play it yeah so like god of war will look exactly the same it'll just run faster like the the frames of animation will be at 60 it'll be smoother Smoother. it'll be smoother so that's about it um but i'm i'm definitely gonna replay because like if and i want to say when (laughs) 
God of War Ragnarok comes out this year. Okay, wait. Here's how I feel like it's going to happen. God of War Ragnarok's going to come out, right? They're going to announce that. They're going to pull what they did for Wind Waker. If you pre-order the game, it comes with the previous God of War for PlayStation 5. With the upgraded... With uh, the upgraded like, I would love for that. I would glad. If Sony was smart... Well, sometimes they're smart. They're just cheap. <laughs> yeah. If Sony was smart, they would do that. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely going to play through the original God of War before God of War Ragnarok comes out. Uh, I have is... it on PC, but I'm saving it for when my Steam Deck drops. Because that's going to be my test bench game for the Steam Deck. <laughs> it's a good game to test. It's a great game to use as a test bench. God of War on the go? Yeah. Uh, but I definitely want to play through that. So, like... I'm, I can play this, that outside. This remaster, though, was just <laughs> phenomenally looking. Like the things they did, um, not just like graphically, but also gameplay wise. Like this is one of the few games where, like, I actually noticed how like the haptic feedback actually works on controller. Because okay. like outside of like most of the first party games on PlayStation Five, like nobody else has That's used. That's why haptic. I was worried about them including it because I feel like devs are not going to. Most devs don't care. Is that the most devs don't care? It's just that it takes extra resources to test out on something that only works on one console yeah. versus another console. So especially if you're getting games that are releasing on both PC, Series XS, and uh, PlayStation 5, mm -hmm. I felt like, yeah, that's going to be forgotten outside of Sony first-party games because they're only going to do it for their game. For sure. Um, Same thing with the Switch. Yeah. There's certain things that people forget that the Switch has a touchscreen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been doing more of the master duel, just trying to get like the gems and stuff. Cause I refuse to pay money in that game. Um, I also managed to play through dying light Two, staying alive. Okay. Did you see that the devs put out a, uh, uh, an announcement this week about that game? Yeah. So I saw that and I, I groaned cause they were like, Oh, it's going to have 500 hours of gameplay. And no, I'm no, like, not that, not that they knew that the game broke street date. And people were talking about it on Twitter about how bad the game was. So they had to come out and said the version we shipped to be put on disc is a very old version that was only meant for uh, media. So when the game does drop, it is getting essentially a day one patch, a day one patch that is like the final build that has all the most of the issues fixed. OK, that so you're probably going to bring up. Yeah, so I mean, I'll, I'll, I guess I won't talk about the glitches if they're well, gonna no, no, fix bring, it. Let me, let me just see what what were the glitches because they they listed a bunch of glitches. I, I there's, just, there's too many. There's a lot of clipping and stuff like that. Yeah, they so. said a lot of that stuff is is it's a polished patch. Yeah, because what they shipped out for because what they said was Sony gave them a date to send out for the discs to be manufactured because of the shipping mm -hmm. issues. So they're like, yeah, we had to ship out a, an old version that was meant only for closed media i guess so that aside like from a gameplay perspective uh the parkour in this one is almost as good as the web swinging in the spider-man game <laughs> like it's just so cool just to go yeah. traversing throughout the city uh if there was anything that made me like eye roll and go like this is bad it's actually the story in this one yeah the story <laughs> in all honesty let's be honest the, the first one the first one had a good story, though. It was a good story, but it was also kind of... It, it, I would label it as a, a B sci-fi flick, which is fine. Yeah. And it's zombies. Like, what's zombies, the, it's like, <laughs> it's, you know, those kind of B movies that you see at Comic-Con? Yeah. They're, like, on, like, in the B shelf, and everyone's like, oh, what's this? And then you watch it. It's, like, that kind <laughs> of, like, cult classic. <laughs> cool. That's why when they said, we're announcing the second one, I'm like, you already did the... B story. So like, where the, are you going with this? They went. They went like worse than B. Like you can't go. It's a C grade story now. Not even. No, it's oh, just God. really bad. <laughs> oh, so sci-fi original TV show. Uh, uh, mm. I mean, some of those are enjoyable. Some. How how many of them are actually though? This is like Sharknado, but without a plot. Like Sharknado at least tries. Yeah, but Sharknado is at least hilarious. Yeah. So no, this is that with minus the humor. Oh God. <laughs> Um, I did not. I did not. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I didn't like the story of Dialight 2. <laughs> um, you know, the fact that you can walk from uh, Madrid to Warsaw in a shorter time than it is to complete the game. Probably. I mean, the game took me like 15 hours. So. Yeah, but apparently it's a 100%. It's 580 hours. I'm like, nobody needs that. No, I, I think like 
I think like if you go through the game, it's probably like a fifteen to twenty hour game. If you go straight through, they said if you do all twenty five hour story. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely less than that. I mean, I, of course, like I am definitely better than the average gamer. You're probably yeah. You're also probably so. just like, oh, I'm not gonna take the time. Like they said, average twenty five hours. I'm like. If it's me or Ken, we'll just be like, <laughs> yeah, we're going where they're cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like, it's definitely a 15, 20 hour game. Yeah. I think for completionists, it's probably more in like that 60 to 80 range. For completionists to complete every mm. single trophy, it's 580 hours. No, no, 500 hour. That is definitely some type of like market research quote that they like they went to like the guy who directed well, the game and they were like well a- how long do you think this game is going to be he's like oh it's probably going to be like just give them a number what number comes off the top of your head 500 okay it's got 500 hours. it does not have 500 hours of gameplay there's no way that game has 500 hours of gameplay apparently they thought that was a plus and everyone in the media like everyone who read that was like no that's a minus nobody has time for this games should not be jobs Games should be something I should enjoy. So the reason why I think they say it has 500 plus hours of games because they are going to do more story content as yeah. it progresses. I think that's what he said. And I feel like that's what's probably going to add up. But yeah. for the game, as it stands right now, if you want to 100% it, it's definitely somewhere between that 50 to $80 mark. If you want to do like all of the stuff that's available on the game right there, not including whatever their DLC yeah. pack stuff is, which I don't give a crap about because all I did was borrow from my friend. Cause he's like, Hey, I got this. You want to play it? I'm like, sure. And it took me like two days and I was like, okay, here you go. I, I, I what'd you think? I hated it. I, I was like, I was whelmed. Like, it's like, eh, it's all right. Like, now the question is, do we do the switch version? No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I mean, look, long form content in gaming is fine. As long as the game holds up. As long as the game holds up. But also, there's just too much, in my opinion, of long. Like someone was, I I had an argument with someone. Someone said, oh, the RCS game's actual storyline, if you just burn through the storyline, is about eight to ten hours. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Halo Infinite. Like, I beat Halo Infinite in a day. It took me about... 10 hours. Yeah. And everyone's like, see, you didn't get your money's worth. I'm like, no, I got my money's worth. Yeah, I think that's because a game shouldn't be a job. Yeah. Game. It's like, <laughs> like gaming, uh, gaming by itself is a hobby. Yeah. And sometimes you want to put X amount of time into your hobby. Even more so if you have multiple hobbies, like, People like you and I do, you know, I'm into gaming. I'm into comics. I'm into card games. I watch my TV shows. I like movies. I had to drop TV. (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to drop TV. It just took too much. I don't, I don't watch TV. I don't have cable. Like I just watch the streaming shows. That's it. And that's just easier to do. Even that for me is just taking too much. I just sat here like, why do I have 12 different subscriptions? I'm like, wait, (laughs) this is just cable with extra steps now. (laughs) Uh, RJ, that's eight to 10 hours. If you beeline and you don't like explore, like, and we'll get into that because like Pokemon is just whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah from big mushrooms. The big mushrooms and giant Snorlax who will fi- who breathe fire on you. God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just like again, like But like I D- think- Dying Light 2, I I feel like it comes out at a good time and a bad time because like People are starved for things to play right now, and they know that there's a lot but of stuff it's coming the out. Worst time for it to come out. I know because it's like okay, got Dying Light Two, Horizon, Elden, Elden Ring. Ring, and I'm just like, Kirby next month. Destiny Two, Destiny new 2. DLC. And uh, it's just like yo, I took, like, all, I took off. I know you for took February twenty second. <laughs> Get ready like for Marathon one. Destiny Everyone's 2. Me, oh, Elden Ring's apparent story is only at max 12 hours. I'm like, that's perfectly that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Do you know how big that world is? Like, literally, like, that. that is perfect. If it's like a book, like, again, it shouldn't take me three months to read a book. That's exactly. what I'm viewing this as. If I can read a book within a week, cool. I'm happy. I, I, I can always go back and replay it. That's the thing. <laughs> Three months to read a book. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mario's like, oh, it kind of took me that long to read some things because <laughs> books are hard and reading's hard. 
We have to go to the Derek Zoolander school for the children who can't read good, want to oh do better. God. <laughs> I know uh, someone who has that uh, that model. The model? Yeah, I know. I know someone who has the model. He got it. He got it as a uh, as a gift for as a rap party gift. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, have the model? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's just a lot coming out. But like, Dying Light Two. Like, I, I if I had to tell you, like, whether or not you should get this game, the answer is no. <laughs> I, I put that as a maybe because they did say, hey, a lot of the glitches you're all complaining about will be fixed in the day one patch. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I know I get that like it actually comes out Friday, but yeah. whatever, you know. I mean, God bless the mom and pop shops, I mean, right? For me, that, that's like what happened with 15 with me. Um, we got it before its street date. And it needed a day one patch because apparently you could skip the whole game and just go fight the final boss. Oh, well, that was what glitched. But yes, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, day one patch fixed it. And I'm like, no, it didn't really fix it, but <laughs> it just made it harder to do. Yeah, I mean, it's an out of bounds glitch. You can't. They're not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, but in in the uh, before the day one patch, you literally could just walk out of bounds. I'm just like, why? I don't know. <laughs> why did you ship it like this? Uh, obviously, one of the big releases this month is Destiny 2's new DLC, the Witch Queen expansion, which of course did I'm super excited did for. Did you see the announcement that they said? A fifty percent gain in uh, for all exotics. Well, yeah, that was in there yeah. this week at Bungie. Yeah. The other announcement, though, is that Bungie got bought by Sony for a cool three point six billion dollars. Yeah. I, Sony I, spent one point two billion. It just came out recently today. That, well, part of that three point six billion, yeah. one point two billion of that is to, to make to was to keep the employees. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but a lot of that so I want to go into these acquisitions so first and foremost a lot of people are like oh this was their response to uh, Microsoft this has been in the work for these acquisitions take time just because certain companies come to terms with these deals a lot faster aka Microsoft when they bought Activision Blizzard those conversations was over two months of time I feel like though that that threat I feel like that threat happened though when Phil Spencer sent that internal memo to re-advise their working relationship yeah and I think at that point he's like why should we be advising? Let's just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> he made that decision then and there from that memo. So, um, the Sony Bungie conversation has been going on for the past like half year. Yeah. And a lot of that was Bungie wanted to make sure that if we tape this deal, we can still operate how we've been operating. Right. Which is they want to self-publish. They want to stay independent. You know, they just want, they, they want to be what's not, they don't want to be first party. They want to be second party, yes. which is something rare. We don't see anymore. Good example. This is game freak. Yes. Second party developer, not owned by Nintendo, but mostly deal with Nintendo games. Yes. So the, the, the advantage to this, most people are thinking about it from the game space. And I'm like, what this actually makes advantageous is Sony has made no secret that they want to get into video game movies and <laughs> the streaming TV features. <laughs> and we all know, at least those of us who've been paying attention to Destiny, know that Bungie has said that they want to turn Destiny into a movie and or a, a streaming series. So now they have Sony to help with that. And that's where this purchase makes the most sense in terms of that. The other thing too is Sony has a couple of games down the pipeline. They said that are in that live service category and having Bungie at the helm to help with that makes sense. Mostly because out of all the live service games that have come out over the recent years, destiny is still the one I that's done it best. I still hate and it's still alive and kicking. I mean, that's, it is I, what I it know is. It is what it is. And it's just MMO with extra steps. Yes. So, like, at this point, I'm just like, just call them what they are, MMORPGs. I mean, Destiny is more like an MMO light more than anything. True. So. it's But it's the next step. Don't call them live services because a live service to me feels like, here's the real difference. Live service games to me are, we're going to milk you for as much as possible by releasing new versions of the game, like sequels and stuff. Not as expansions. But as what's it called? Like, here's a standalone game that continues the story. Good example of this. I'm looking at you, Ubisoft. Mm. Um, 
<laughs> I'm not wrong. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have Destiny out here that's like, no, 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 no. Destiny 2 will continue for a while. I understand the issue with Destiny 1. That's Activision. Uh, that's Activision jumble. Yeah. But um, Destiny 2, but we'll charge you for the expansions. That's fine. I don't have to, I don't have to lose anything. I don't lose anything. I'm happy with well, I mean that's debatable now, especially with the uh, the Destiny content vault. So, no, no, no. Uh, what but, I mean by lose stuff, I mean it's not like I'm start. I'm not rolling a new character. Exactly. Yeah. That that that's the thing I'm saying. Mm. It's not I'm starting from zero again. Like it's like don't make me start from zero again. Yeah. If you're gonna continue the same world, the same game in the same universe a year later, like yeah. don't make me do this. One of the things that I, I found really hilarious was how many people still thought Bungie had Halo. Yeah, I had I got into this argument with, with Laura actually. I'm like, no, Bungie doesn't Bungie, yes, dev- it's the same way that um Mac for Blood, the devs of Mac for Blood could say that they developed Left 4 no, Dead. Well, on paper that is true. Valve actually developed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of like how people forget that Sony didn't make Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Naughty Dog did. Yes. But the games were owned by Universal, which is why Naughty Dog doesn't have Crash Bandicoot anymore. Right. So it's, it's almost the same thing with Wait, Halo. how did we never get a Crash Bandicoot theme park ride? I have no idea. How have we gone this ro- That is like prime. I don't know. Like our roller coaster for that would be perfect. But yeah, it was it was very surprising <laughs> to see how many people still thought Bungie owned Halo. Bung, Bungie owned Halo. Like, I was no, like, Bungie hasn't Bungie. owned Halo for a, a good number of years now. Yeah. It's been a decade, like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. And then the other thing is like, how many people believe that Destiny is a dead game? And I'm like, the Witch Queen alone has one million pre-orders. I'm one of them. So am I. <laughs> we make up... Point zero 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 two percent of the total pre-orders on Witch Queen DLC. So, what's hilarious about this now is this also rose up the the question of oh my god these acquisitions are going to kill the industry. We're only going to have six companies left. The the running joke with with Disney, and the reality is no. For us who are old, the three sixty era, we went through this fear once before. Yes. Post GameCube, post Xbox, post PS2, a bunch of companies went broke and there were acquisitions everywhere. That's how we ended up with just EA, Ubisoft, Capcom, <laughs> Square Enix. And uh, so I, I'm in the mindset that these acquisitions are actually better for gaming in the long run more than anything. Um, I mean, if the if, in all honesty, these are the. Seven companies that own gaming. Right. There is Microsoft. Mm-hmm. There is Nintendo. Actually, right. Nintendo. Ubisoft. Right. Sony. Right. Tencent. Yes. T2. Yeah. Just take two. Yeah. And the last one is Embracer Group. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know who the Embracer Group is. Tell them. They own <laughs> the largest shit. Well, they're not the most valuable company. But they own a bunch of them. Own a bunch. <laughs> Everything from Deep Silver to Voxler to 3D Realms. Remember those companies? They're still around. Yeah. Zen, Gunfire Games. Like, there's a lot of smaller studios that are still out there. I think people also underestimate just how many games are also indie developed that come out. And there's a lot. A lot. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. these smaller acquisitions really don't harm the industry overall, especially if a lot of these Activisions continue these acquisitions <laughs> continue to be how Microsoft is handling Activision and how Sony is handling yeah. Bungie. We're like, yes, we own them, but you know, a- Activision is still putting out its games stuff. across different platforms. Right. Destiny is going to be on different platforms. platforms. All the other stuff that Bungie is working the end of the on. Day, some of the check, more of the check just goes to, to yeah. the parent company. And Sony's not going to make, make it Bethesda. 100% exclusive. Bethesda hasn't disappeared. No. They're there. They're doing their own thing. Yes, we'll get some exclusives, which I really do think are timed exclusives. Yeah. 
For the time being. For the time being. Like, I think Starfield will be an exclusive to the console and PC mm -hmm. for maybe the first two, three years. And then Bethesda's going to Skyrim it and put it on everything else. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, yeah, like this acquisition, you know, I think people were like... People saying that this was in response to Microsoft, I'm like, no, no, it's not a response. It's just, it's just that the timing happened to be coincidental. Yeah. Um, I think this is both good for both parties involved. But for Bungie, it's a stable financial background. Exactly. It, it's more money for Bungie to do Bungie things. And for Sony, it's another studio in its pedigree that has something that they lack because Sony doesn't have a true killer first person shooter. Exactly. Sony doesn't have. They used to. A, yeah. I mean, they used to have Killzone. Um, Sony doesn't have. Killzone. Uh, they, they started making Horizon. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Sony doesn't have the shooter. Sony doesn't have a live service thing and they want to go into that market. They yeah. want to go into because it's a sustainable gaming market. And it's like, what better way to make sure that they're successful by having the company that's been the most successful at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it just makes sense. It's just, at the end of the day, Sony's just like, let's just position ourselves so we can be competitive because a lot of people don't realize this. Sony kind of boxed themselves in. Mm -hmm. And I say this all the time, like the B and C grade games have all kind of left Sony because especially after the Vita debacle right. where a lot of the devs were like, what the, what the heck? Mm -hmm. Like you're leaving, like we were still buying dev kits and now you're saying you're dropping support next month. Like, why were you still selling dev kits? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, come on. So they're leaving and putting their things on, on the switch mm -hmm. on PC on everything else. So Sony doesn't have that. Like, Hey, here, here, I don't like to call them shovelware games. Some of them are, but there's no in between all their major hits. Yeah. Buying Bungie gives them that in between. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, something that we honored in a previous game of the year video, Concrete Genie. That was from the yeah. second party studio, Pixel yeah. Opus. Before that, they made, um, I forget the name of the game, but it's the one with the blue and orange birds that fly around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of uh, the, the title right now, but like, Having studios like that to make games like that in matters between. more in yeah. the long run. You know, games like Kena, Bridge of Spirits, even though it was on PC. But it's still something to play in between. Yep. Uh, Ratchet and Clank and uh, what's know, the next major thing coming out on? Uh, Horizon. Elden Ring or Horizon. I mean, Elden Ring. Elden Ring is multi-platform. So. Yeah. Um, I was thinking more along the time of like how like. We had Returnal. Then it was Kena, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that yeah, type that of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. Um, it's like, you want something where, like, Nintendo, while well, Nintendo did, like, everyone was complaining, at the, I remember this at the Switch, it's like, oh, they're just porting games from the Wii U. I'm like, yeah, because they want you to have something new to play every month. But not only that, like, the other mindset for that is, like, why these ports have been so successful is... Not everyone bought a Wii or a Wii yeah, U. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the same issue happened when uh when it was the PS3 to the PS4, where like a lot of games were remastered for the PS4. Right. Because it was something to mostly because not everyone bought them for the PS3. The PS3 people forget, like people say, oh, the PS3 did well. I'm like, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> it did it. Like, what are you talking about? Sony's been doing well since the PS3's launch. I'm like, no, no it did not. No, it didn't. <laughs> you all tend to forget. It's like people who tell me um, that beta footage of Street Fighter V. Oh, my God. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it's not. It was like the worst footage in the world. Yeah. So, like, PS4, like, one of the main reasons, like, I got a War 3 sold well on PlayStation 3. It sold even better, better on, on the, the PlayStation, PlayStation 4, 4 with the God of War 3 remaster. Yeah. Um, the same thing with uh, The Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, which, like, the difference between those two games was night and day. <laughs> um, so no, I don't understand why they then re-remastered it for the PlayStation 4. Because it had two PlayStation 4 releases. Well, The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2. No, there was Last of Us 2. There was Last of Us. Right. The remaster for Last of Us on PlayStation 4. And then right before Last of Us 2 came out, they redid something with it and had it out again. 
No, they just did like a. It was like a. I think it was like a, an, a, a, an up, up res, res, I think. Yeah, for the patch. It was thing. for the pro. For it was for the pro, for the pro version. version. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> because money. <laughs> I was like, we didn't need this. We didn't need the first game three times, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, like they went about it smartly because when they did the re-releases of the games, they sold them at a cheaper price point yep. than when the game came Which out. Not doing that. As opposed to what most companies are doing now, <laughs> cough Nintendo, cough, where they take a game from the Wii U and then they want me to pay full price for it. Now I've been the bullet and have bought them at full mm. price, mostly because I'm like, well, I didn't get the Wii or the Wii U, so I didn't play this thing, and it is something new. Guess I'll take the sixty dollars in the butt and like buy this game. Like Super Mario 3D World should not have been a sixty dollar game, but I bought it anyway. I uh, <laughs> In my defense, that's just Nintendo's MO because if Yeah, that's just Nintendo being Nintendo. But, but like that's also no, that's because they actually did um they did answer this as a thing once. And their answer was if we were to do that for re-releases, it feels like that we're cheapening our games. Like it's more of a it's, it's more a of like pride a thing. It's and they need to get over it. I mean, why are Louis Vuitton bags seven thousand dollars for Because people that's are idiots? Whole, that's literally the size of my phone. Because of the brand. You it's pay for the brand. Yeah. <laughs> so you're paying for Nintendo. That, you're, that's pay, you're paying $60 for Nintendo. Nintendo. Speaking of acquisitions, people were worried about Nintendo is going to start doing acquisitions. Nintendo literally came out and said, You want to know what Nintendo is? We only care about our games that come out on our system. This because... picture perfectly exemplifies yeah, how they, Nintendo they is care. handling this situation. <laughs> they don't care. So why do you buy a Nintendo game? Because you buy oh, a Nintendo system to, to play, play Nintendo, Nintendo games. games. <laughs> That's it. Like, that's it. I mean, Nintendo has only threatened one company with acquisition. And it was Capcom. Yeah. But that's because Capcom messed up their own, <laughs> their own deal with them. So it's funny that, like, also after this, Sony has said that there are more acquisitions in talks. And I'm like, who are you going to buy next? The rumor is Konami. I've seen that, yes. There's also the rumor of Square Enix. I don't know if they would do that. I I see them doing Square Enix. Mostly because of how much they get. Like, here's more Final Fantasy money. That, give us, give us Final that, Fantasy. Because when you think of Final <laughs> Fantasy, what system do you think of? PlayStation 1, Final Fantasy 7. That's what everybody <laughs> thinks of. And this is me who's been playing Final Fantasy since day one. <laughs> yeah. For me, I still associate Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest and Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross with the, with the Super Nintendo. Okay. Well, I mean, Chrono Cross was on I mean, PlayStation. Chrono, yeah, PlayStation. You're talking about Chrono Trigger. Trigger, Trigger. <laughs> I always flip those two for some weird reason. Yeah. But like, again, it's just like, yeah, no, most general public, Final Fantasy, PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Especially that PS2 when you would put it down, when you, when you did the summon, it would just vibrate across the table. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there and watched it and I was like, look at it go. I, I mean, the, 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 one of the main reasons why Final Fantasy is so associated with the PlayStation is for a long time, their it games were only, only on, on PlayStation. PlayStation. I think like 15 was one of the first multi-platform ones. No, or maybe 13. Lightning. No, 13 was. 13. Yeah. Because yeah. I played the, uh, because I remember the PS3 version was four discs and the Xbox was only two discs for some weird reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, I haven't played a multi-disc game in forever. I think it was the other way around because the, play no, play the PlayStation uh, version of Final Fantasy 13 was one disc. The Xbox version was, was two. two discs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it ran smoother on the Xbox for some weird reason. I think that was it. Um, slightly. Slightly. Because <laughs> I, I think there was the input delay, which was the issue version, which yeah. is why for fighting games and everything. I, I think that. because they also lessened it down because uh, on the PlayStation, it was Blu-ray and on Xbox, it was still yeah. DVD. Yeah. So there's that. I think it was like a little bit of a compression thing. Yeah. Um. Who cares? It's like... It, who cares? Oh, it's years ago. <laughs> it's years ago. But yeah. Um... um there's Some people were like they would buy Ubisoft. I I don't see Sony no, buying Ubisoft. They can't buy Ubisoft because you'd actually because no one wants to deal with French law dealing with acquisitions. That's why Ubisoft will always exist. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I, I I do see like Sony buying Konami or Square Enix, but watch like the surprise be like Sony buying Capcom. Um, I don't think they would buy Capcom for one reason. Why Capcom? as a company in Japan has such a negative connotation, the just no, like just working there has such a negative connotation. It's actually known as a black company. Oh that will, yeah. 
damn. Yeah. Like, no, 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 like, not, not, not even. That would tarnish yeah. Sony's company reputation. So they wouldn't touch that. That's, that's why Nintendo's the only company that could actually buy Capcom. Because mm-hmm. Nintendo would just be like, all right, all of upper management, none of you spark joy in your games, get out. Yeah. <laughs> Sony wouldn't do that, and you know that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Sony buying Konami makes a lot of sense makes because Sony sense. has been trying to get a Castlevania, to get a Castlevania <laughs> and a Silent Hill game. Like, guys, just do it. Like, just, please. They throw the money and it's like, Pachinko. It's like, no. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other company I could see them trying to buy if they didn't merge with another company would be Sega. Yeah. Speaking but of now se- that it's Sega Atlas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to leave that alone. Speaking of Sega, uh, it's the end of an era. Sega has sold its arcade. Little, little, little asterisk there, actually. I know. Because the company that they sold to is owned by Sega. <laughs> On a technicality, yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) They own Um, 40% of that company. And I'm just like, you're doing this for tax reasons. (laughs) Most likely. But it is kind of like a... It's an end of an era in Japan for arcades, mostly because of COVID COVID, has hurt the arcade business. Which, while it's existed very long in Japan... it's been it, on a downward it's swing. On a, it's been on a downward swing, and a large portion of that downward swing has to do with the advent of mobile gaming more than anything. Yeah. So phone games. A lot of what's in arcades, it, you can play on your phone. So. Yeah, which is actually hilarious because when I remember when I was there, Theater Rhythm, since they have a phone game, you can actually plug in your phone now to transfer your account and continue playing on the arcade game. Which yeah. I thought was cool. And it's and it's true. Like what what's said in chat, like Japan basically felt like the last bastion of true arcade gaming. Which is hilarious because it is actually picking up now in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. As someone who follows arcades, by the way, like arcade boards are one of the one retro gaming thing that I keep a beat on because that's something I've always wanted. I mm. want a basement filled with arcade machines. <laughs> Taiwan has revived a lot of the uh, specifically the music genre. Right. So if you're thinking like My My, like Beat Mania, DDR, all those. Really huge, really huge in uh, Taiwan. But also, the U.S. is actually seeing an uptick, a faster growth in arcade revival than the rest of the world. So while it might die in Japan... It's getting its second breath of life here in the United States. Yeah, because a lot of people are, a lot of bars are taking in more arcade cabinets. Not just that. A lot of colleges are taking in arcade cabinets. (laughs) But standalone arcades, and the only reason why we found this out, this year, we normally never cover this, this form of gaming, pinball. Yes. Pinball had a positive 275% growth because of COVID. Because everyone realized, oh, pinball's kind of cool. And then Lionsgate went and said, hey, we want a Godzilla pinball machine. (laughs) We didn't get one. We got four. Yep. We have everyone coming out with pinball machines now. And I'm just like, pinball is back, which means arcades are coming. I'm like, oh, God, we're we're really just. We're just cycling back. We're just cycling back. (laughs) That's why I'm looking forward to the next generation of fighting games. Mm -hmm. Because I know they'll still release arcade machines. Yep. And from what I've seen in the new machines. Like the refresh for Tekken, they come with USB plugs so you could plug in your pad yep. or plug in your own fight stick. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Everything old is new again. <laughs> yes. Uh, just like Gran Turismo. Oh, yeah. That's the only game I could give uh, it to give run for the money for Xboxes. Uh, Horizon. I would like to think so, but Horizon is more still of in that arcadey vein. True. Whereas Gran Turismo is definitely more in that sim vein. Yeah. Uh, so Sony had a recent state of play that was basically a half an hour show of j- jizzing over uh, Gran Turismo and how it looks on the PlayStation 5 and how it's going to have 400 cars and all the weather changes based on the actual weather patterns. Oh, that you experience at that specific time of day in the real world. So if you decide to play on a Japanese track and you are in the United States, it's going to be dark over there. And if it's raining in Japan, it's going to be raining in the game. And I'm just like, the director of this game is insane. So <laughs> to be fair, that's not that difficult to pull off. Anymore. It's not because you just watch. The, you, <laughs> you just pull the API data from the weather channel. <laughs> 
No, because Gran Turismo doesn't let you crash the cars. That's one of the things that I, I've always disliked about it. Yeah, that's why we go to. That's why we went to uh, Formula One. Yeah, because it allows you. To well, I'll, I'll just play Dirt Five and call it a day. Like, <laughs> so there's that. But yeah, Gran Turismo is the thing that's coming out this year. It's also dropping in March. Yay! Yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel like we needed a half hour presentation on it. I mean, Sony likes to show off their card game because there hasn't been a Gran Turismo in a while. In years, yeah. So it's like you know what? This does deserve to be its own legged thing. Yeah, Forza's still better. I do like arcade, but if I really want Sim, I'm I'm sorry, I'm gonna go to the PCs. Of course. You know what I would like, Sony? Just port over the arcade versions to PlayStation 5. Give them a graphics overhaul of initial D. <laughs> just give me just give me the initial D games. Oh man. Then we'll talk. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, God, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Euro beat. Oh man. Let's see what else we got in the news. So uh the New York Game Awards were yesterday. hosted yesterday. Uh they live streamed it. Lots of winners. So we're gonna go over some of those winners because we love the New York Game Awards. Uh we'll start from uh the earliest one. So there was an Andrew Yoon Legend Award given to Tim Schaefer. That's nice. Which is really nice. He like, is a legend. He is a legend. He's a very old tour. legend too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only person in the world who wants that game. <laughs> it might have all been about the Mets. Yes. The Nickabaca Award for Best Games Journalism went to Rebecca Valentine for investigative reporting. Yay. <laughs> That's cool. The Jolton Joe Award for Best Esports Player of the Year went to Genki Gen Kumisaka for Tekken 7. The Captain Award for Best Esports Team went to uh, Navi for Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Yep. The Freedom Tower Award for Best Remake <laughs> went to Resident Evil 4 VR. Ah! Uh, I guess. I, listen, <laughs> the fact that you can still speed well the game by knifing everything is hilarious. Doing it in VR is 10 times worse, though. Yeah. The A-Train Award for Best Mobile Game went to Near Reincarnation. Thank God. Hey, which is a good game. Actually, I, no, I, I still play genuinely it. Genuinely a good game. Yeah. Uh, the Central Park Children's Zoo Award for Best Kids Game went to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I have questions about that. Like, well, yes, it's a children's game. I don't feel like it's really a kid's game. I mean, some of, some of the subject matter is definitely like, like it's, up there. Yeah. But I think it's things that kids experience. They just don't know how to express right. talking about. Because we forget kids are smart. No, yeah, like, kids are smart. You know. Uh, Coney Island Dreamland Awards for Best AR or VR Game went to Resident Evil 4 VR. The Great White Way Award for Best Acting in a Game went to Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitris from Resident Evil Village. Okay. The Tin Pan Alley Award for Best Music in a Game went to Sable. Yeah, I've been listening to the Sable soundtrack a lot recently. It's really good. The Statue of Liberty Award for Best World went to Psychonauts 2. Nice. The Herman Melville Award for Best Writing in a Game, Life is Strange, True Colors. That game is only writing, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's the obvious choice. The Off-Broadway Award for Best Indie Game went to Sable, which I think is pretty cool. That's fair. No, that's we, fair. I think, like, out of all the, like, out of any publication, I haven't seen anyone else really recognize Sable besides, like, us. Yeah. So. <laughs> so a very, Sable is a very, very good game. Mm -hmm. Go play it. Yeah, and then the Big Apple Award for Best Game of the Year, proving that I, again, Never. am a soothsayer, <laughs> and I will predict the future all the time. Psychonauts 2 winning the New York Game Awards Game of the Year, which, by the way, if you haven't watched our Game of the Year video, Psychonauts 2 is also Decor's Game of the Year, because I, I just, I just call, great, it, no, it's a great I call it like it's, it is. It's straight up a great game. So. Like Second Off 2 is just an amazing game. Yeah. And if you want to see why and hear what we had to say about it, you can definitely watch that video over in our uh, YouTube. In there. It's, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. 
how that game has shaken out. Finally, I, 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 finally I, I like, I like that it. because it's being nominated. More yeah. people are looking at it now and going, oh, wait, this game had that. And I'm like, yeah, where have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> and this, this is the issue that I feel like with gaming. And I solely put this blame on the previous generation and the generation that came before. The last two gens have focused so much on graphical fidelity and realism yeah. that we forget the game should be whimsy, but still talk about hard subjects. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy about this because it's like what you said. Everyone's forgotten about the 3D platformer. All of a sudden, Nintendo does a 3D platformer and all these indie devs were doing 3D platformers. All of a sudden, Nintendo puts one out and now we have all these other devs going like, wait a second. This, this is still viable. It's always been viable. It's always been viable. You just haven't tried. <laughs> exactly. You haven't put out a good product. Mm-hmm. That, that's the thing. Um, recently, EA, um, speaking of that, actually, EA said something hilarious. Yeah. Um, the CEO of EA is disappointed in Battlefield. Well, yeah, so are we. <laughs> oh, no, no, like, he flat out said, he's just like, no, like, this should not have, he flat out said, this should not have shipped in this form. Well, they're also to blame for that because they're the ones rushing to push the games out even when they aren't ready. Yeah, apparently, from what people have said from the internal memo that's been kind of read and leaked, there's a disconnect between upper management and game management. Mm-hmm. So it means it might be game management telling upper management, but upper management doesn't want to say bad news. So they're just straight lying. Mm. So someone's getting fired. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hopefully that they, they, they learn. It seems like he is actually trying. I mean, sometimes they are. Andrew Wilson does put his foot in his mouth sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, you know, there's that. The like, for, was hilarious. For, all, for all the uh, about face that EA is doing, you know, I tend to forget that EA is still run by a corporate douche nozzle. So. <laughs> at least he learned. At least he learned. At, like least, that, at that, least he's proven he has a heart. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely something he has over Bobby Kotick for sure. At least he has a heart and a moral fiber. <laughs> Yeah, because like he's like uh, he'll own up to like when His stuff. Mistakes, yeah. yeah. So it's just one of those things where, but like I, I tend to forget. Like I was, I I definitely was like looking at all the stuff that EA was doing for the better, and then like the NFT thing came out. And I was like, all right, do you guys still run? And by then he a, re- no, and he he he, he, he about faced. He about faced because not because of the pressure from outside. He about faced because he read more into it and then he said, no, we already do this with loot boxes. Yeah. <laughs> why are we why are we giving more people? Why are we? Why, he literally he basically his, his reasoning was, why are we not just taking 100 percent of the, the cost? Why do we have to split it with the exchange? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Purely out of greed. <laughs> but yeah. hey, I mean, even Nintendo spoke out about yeah. NFTs recently. It's like they looked at it, and then of course, games media was like, "Oh my god, Nintendo thinks NFTs." Like Nintendo did not think NFTs. No. They read said, the whole quote. If you read the whole quote, they literally were like, "We took a look at them, and we realized that there's no way for us to create joy with this type of product." Yeah, and that's it. I mean, we've spoken about NFTs on an earlier episode. Yeah. And the thing that I want to reiterate, because I reiterate this every time NFTs keep coming into the game space. There is definitely a way for NFTs to be a popular thing. Unfortunately, that only comes if there is regulation. Yeah. Without that regulation, it is currently what it is right now. It is a scam right now. It is, is literally crashing. for people <laughs> with money to buy clout. And make you and think that it's money and then lose money and then make you think it's something. Um, but there is definitely ways to have it be a positive thing. Uh, one of the ways that I want to do it and I want to, you know, I, I'll definitely shout him out. Like, even though he probably doesn't listen to this podcast, but like the way Gary Vaynerchuk is handling NFTs is how you do about it with positive reinforcement. Cause he's making it available to anyone. Like you can have, you can own no Bitcoins and still buy yeah. one of his NFTs. And it gives you access to like, one-on-one meetings with him, uh, a yeah. video call with him and it's, stuff like that. Like, he treats it more like a, uh, a He club. treats it like a collectible. Yeah, he treats uh, it like a, a special card-carrying club mm-hmm. in a way. Now, there's the, what's it called? 
There's still like the environmental cost to it. Yeah, but more more people now turning to gaming, looking at its environmental costs. I mean, when you think about it, anything that uses any type of electricity does something to the environment. So, and at the end of the day, you you can pick and choose that war. Anyone who is like gung ho and saying NFTs are solely bad for the environment, I will do the gestures everywhere and go all these things affect the environment, whether you want it. We did the math. In all honesty, we actually took the time to do the math. A Google search, one Google search, mm-hmm. um, is as bad as burning one tree, right? That doesn't seem so bad. Okay, one Google search to Think one. Think about tree. how many people. Search how many for? Google searches do you do in one day? Now, just you, just you. <laughs> how many Google searches in one day do you do? I only Google search when I don't know something. Exactly, but pretty often, right? No, because no. <laughs> I read, you know, I educate myself. <laughs> for the average person, it's pretty often. Now add that for every single person on the yeah. planet. Every person pretty much kills a small rainforest every day. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> now, are there ways to mitigate that? Yes. Are Bitcoin doing that? No. <laughs> so many of them are off the grid. So many of them are off the grid. So many. Uh. Like at the end of the day, like yeah, this NFT right. thing is not going away. Uh, it might actually, it might go away because um, there's been a bust. Like I've seen. I mean, there's a lot of there's been a lot of crackdown now that so many people are being scammed out of their money. You oh, had no, 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 no. There's, there's been a bust in terms of like Bitcoin and NFTs have lost close to like two billion dollars. Yeah. Within like a day. Mm-hmm. So it's just like yeah, it's crashing. It's a slow cascade down. It's not really a crash. It's more like t- a tumble downward. The question um, is if people get scared. I don't know. Uh, some people will probably take advantage of that too. Mm. At the end of the day, if you're going to get into this again, like I said in that previous do episode, research. do your research and spend the money that you can spend that won't hurt you in the long run financially. If you have $10,000, do not spend all $10,000 of your money on freaking NFTs. Spend one. Spend like a grand. Like <laughs> The most I would spend is one grand. Period. <laughs> There's that. Um, but again, you can listen to previous episodes yeah. on our website where we have all of our older episodes recorded for you there on our website. I think my son's on, so he'll probably, uh, do the thing. I don't know if he's going to do the thing, but no, I'm just, uh, okay. he might be on the chat. I don't know if he's still in chat. He might be playing row beats like he always does. <laughs> <laughs> You what if Nintendo did an NFT? You don't even have the money for an NFT. <laughs> <laughs> technically, Pokemon, technically, shiny Pokemon are NFTs. Two, see, it's funny. They have they have an ID tag associated to every Pokemon that they actually have to check to see if, if you're using it competitively or not. So technically, <laughs> I mean, if you want to be really technical, like even Fortnite skins are a form of NFTs. Yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. That's a thing. Anyway, buddy, if you can hear me, get off Robeats and start putting the commands in the chat. Or we're going to do it for you and make yeah. you very upset. He's there. He's in chat. I see him. Uh, but anyway, you can check out our website for more of our written content, our other episodes of podcasts, <laughs> as well as all of the other stuff that we love to talk about here on this very channel. This episode and all of our other episodes come to you live from the Waypoint Cafe located at 65 Ludlow Street, where we record this awesome podcast for you. You can check us out every Thursday. You can also check out our merch on our stream element shop. Uh, feel free to buy a, uh, a D t-shirt or a D mug. Well, that's our merch link being dropped in the chat there for you. Kokorono Pro, our wrestling-themed visual novel, is up for voting over at the Road Jam. That link just dropped in the day. Please go over there to that link. Vote for Kokorono Pro. Every vote helps. And you can check out our teaser trailer over on our YouTube, which also houses our Game of the Year video. You can also buy our Kokorono Pro shirts on our website, by the way. You know, get the pink one. Make me happy. I'll rock the pink one.
Of course, this is all made possible due to our sponsor, Image Anime. You can head over to imageanime.com and use our promo code DiscountShip <laughs> to save $100 on all ground shipping. You can save... You can get free ground shipping on all purchases over a hundred dollars. I don't know why I always trip on that one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's gonna do it for a two-day show. Stick around though. We have RJ and Joel coming up with uh, some more Ace Attorney right after we get off the air. Thanks for coming on by and talking video games and esports, even though it's been a little less on the esports as of late, but again. Blame COVID. But until next time, you've been decoded.